welcome to this week's episode of Pilot Light, a podcast where we watch the first episode of something, sometimes, and then we talk about it. My name's David, and this week we watched Serenity. Uh, no, the episode of Firefly, not the film. No, 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 not the first episode that aired, the episode titled Serenity that was supposed to be the pilot, but wasn't the pilot. They then use the same name for the film, which the plot is very similar on. It's all very confusing. I can barely keep up. <laughs> Uh, and I'm Joe, and can we maybe vote on the whole murdering people issue? No! Murder! Murder! <laughs> <laughs> um, so as my uh, as my introduction ruined, um, ruined, we watched Firefly this week. Uh, we did. Back, back, back to uh, the old pilot. Um, yes. And this was, a, this was a weird one to, like, find the pilot of. Um... So it's a bit of a one to go back to, isn't it? Because we all watched this years ago, and obviously, you know, it's one of those shows where I don't think any of us have watched it that recently, and it obviously holds that special kind of place where it's like, oh, that was a great TV show that had only one season and then ended, and we all really enjoyed. And I don't know whether it's just because there's other things, or maybe because we were scared of it being ruined if we watched it again that we didn't go back to. Um, uh, I think Joe, there's a much more mundane reason we haven't watched it recently, and that's it's because not been it used to be yes. on Netflix or Prime or something, and then it wasn't until Disney Plus came out with Stars and it came back on. <laughs> Um, I'm be damned if I'm paying for for something, um, <laughs> but yeah, yes. Firefly is kind of like Firefly is the arch. This series got cancelled too soon, kind of series, um, and I'm sure we can talk about that in a moment. Um, and it's kind of like also has one of the more toxic fandoms out there, uh, which really we won't dwell on. Yes. But. <laughs> Lots of people like this show for lots of different reasons. They call themselves brown coats, and Great. general rule of thumb: if you, a group of people who like a thing, have a name, uh, it's not for me. I'm sorry, but I love I love Firefly, but I'm not gonna go around identi- using that to to self identify as a as can, a brown coat. Can I coat. also say that brown coat is very close to brown shirt, and that's a far far worse connotation. <laughs> Absolutely yes. Um, there's, there's a real so fascist sort of element like, there. Yeah. How's, how's um, about we don't go with that one? You know. Yes. Uh, so I don't know, Joe. Do you, um, do you think I should read? Do you think we should do like a little chat about the the history of this series? Maybe because um, it's you know fairly interesting. I don't know how much you've you sort of read up on it, and I know it sort of fairly well. I mean, it's a show I've seen, and it's a show I've always enjoyed. Um, I don't know that I know too much of the history, so if you go ahead and I'll jump. Well, in it's a Joss Whedon down. show, and we should get off, yes. the, get out of the way right at the top. Joss Whedon uh, We've is covered a... it in numerous previous episodes. We've watched a couple of Buffy episodes, and Joss Whedon is a twat. That's much he's just saying, a nasty right? man by all accounts. Yes. Like he's quite rude and quite manipulative and nasty to especially, the people he works with, especially towards women as well. He's, yeah, yeah. Um, which is funny because he's been branding himself as a feminist for twenty five years. Uh, yeah. But let's not dwell on that because we really have talked about this before. Um, I'm kind of of the opinion that I don't think we should allow the fact that he's a scumbag to take away the things that he was involved in that we love but that's kind of all it i'm going to say on it would matter. be diminishing the performances and the work of the people that were in there that genuinely did you know like so if you were to say oh well buffy's scrapped now because of what he did you know there's an awful lot of hard work from the cast that went into that and to the cast the crew behind the cameras you know it's not all about joss whedon while he had a big role to play not denying that you know it would be kind of diminishing the role played by everybody else in making those shows what they were 
Absolutely. So, so we're going to talk about it anyway. So, Firefly is—it's um, a space western, isn't it? And space it's, cowboys. Uh, yes. Space yes. cowboys, and we'll get more into the plot in a minute. Uh, but the series was on Fox, I believe, um, yep. and it got quite often. Quite often happens. It got picked up for a series. Um, I think off the back of the fact that it was a Joss Whedon production, mm-hmm. um, they finished filming it, and the network hated the pilot. Uh, which is the episode we watched, to be clear. So that's the, t- the episode titled Serenity. So it's mm-hmm. not the first episode that aired. It was actually the last episode that aired. But on the streaming, it tends to be the first episode, kind of like episode one as such. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it, it's also like I can kind of see why. Again, we'll get into it. But I can kind of see... I mean, I, I kind of enjoyed this as a whole, but I can kind of see why they wouldn't have liked it because it's got an awful lot going on and it goes it's on really long. long it's really yes. long and it's like it's really talky there's not there's there's action in this but it's not like there are all, basically every other episode of the series and i think there's only 10 or 11 episodes or something maybe you can fact check me on that. Four, 14 there's not many episodes of this um i think there's 14 but the network didn't like this i think because it was too long and they thought it was too boring and you know yeah, it added the uh, 14 2003 i believe um the series um, so yeah, it's um, but yeah, I can kind of see why they wouldn't have liked it. Um, and I think it starts off quite quite busy. There's an awful lot going on at the beginning. Yeah, and then for the first kind of twenty thirty minutes, there's quite a lot to get your teeth into. And then yeah. there's like a thirty forty minute gap where it's just kind of them on the ship waffling. And, and it kind of depends whether you're into that. It doesn't it? But the trouble yeah. is, is that this is the episode that kind of establishes everything like the world all of the characters and like we talk about pilots obviously quite a lot on this podcast but this kind of underlines for me why a pilot is so necessary even if it is ultimately like can be a bit weighty and a bit ploddy this 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 felt like the pilot and it was the you know you know what i mean like watching this it's like this is the first episode yeah, you can tell it's the first episode introducing you to the characters, the cast, what they're doing, that sort of a thing. I don't know exactly which episode it was. Maybe you can say which episode it was. It was the was... Uh, train robbery episode, um, okay. which is a fun episode. I, I... It's a really fun, like mm-hmm. space heist episode. Um, to, be, to be fair, it's a the... really fun show. Generally, like, yeah, it's yeah. a really fun show to watch. But it it kind of like because it's in the mid mid of the, you know the middle of the run. It's it's kind of not as it doesn't tell you anything about the series. Um, mm-hmm. So to read a plot summary for Firefly. 500 years in the future, a renegade crew aboard a small spacecraft tries to survive as they travel the unknown parts of the galaxy and evade warring factions as well as authority agents out to get them. Um, which is a good sort of series overview, isn't it? It is, yeah. I mean, that's that's generally the gist of it. That and Space Cowboys. Space Cowboys. Um, Space but, Cowboys. you know, the general sort of like plot is that You've got Malcolm Reynolds is the captain of this ship, this little ship, and they basically do whatever. They're basically space truckers. They will yeah smuggle yeah, stuff, it, transport stuff, you know. And this this kind of episode underlines why they're doing that, and it's because effectively at the start of this, you're into like a war zone, and they're on the losing side. So he has to like effectively flee, and left doing kind of like dirty work to try and scrape a living. Um, yeah, because you know the evil empire is now in control, and the you know if he was caught, he'd probably I assume be killed for his crimes against them. Um, yeah, so they're like on the definitely. edge of the um, on the edge of the galaxy, like doing the jobs nobody else wants to do. They're like collecting scrap and selling it for a pittance, trying to scrape a living. Um, 
it's yeah. yeah, and it's because it's like this. Um, and this is, I think, why the fandom can be quite toxic. It's because it's this like uh, anti-establishment vibe in this, where like, yeah, you're right, Joe. They're kind of on the fringes of uh, the alliance. Is what the the biggest sort of empire is called. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're on the fringes of alliance space, where like there aren't a lot of government agents. There was a war between independent planets and the alliance, mm-hmm. and Mal fought for the independent planets. The aforementioned brown coats. If you listen to this, like, presumably you've seen the series, but it's kind of. I think it's important to talk about what where the series came from because, like, for the reasons we've discussed, it only got one season. It wasn't picked up for a second season, mostly because yeah. everyone watching it was like, huh? Until the very last episode. So presumably the they, they got a film, were didn't they? So there, there, was a, there was a film of called, again, confusingly, Serenity made um, after the series. Yeah, which is a totally all right film. Um, I think it's, I saw the film before I saw the series, actually. Um, I certainly wasn't adequate. watching this when it aired. Uh, mm-hmm. Partly because I, I don't know if it did air on British TV until several years later. Um, but yeah, the film's perfectly adequate. Um, yeah, it's not a bad film. Yeah. Um, so do we maybe want to talk about the cast a bit, maybe? Yeah, and then the characters they're playing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, we, we have to talk about Captain Sexy Pants himself, I suppose. Nathan Nathan Fillion, who, again, we won't dwell on it for too long. but <laughs> Yeah, again, piece of shit. Also. Yeah scumbag um, from his castle days um, he's what it's known as more than anything else um, yeah apparently had co-stars in tears and things don't know how true they are but anyway apparently if you to work in Hollywood you have to be a piece of shit that's a rule who knows <laughs> seems to be the, the general rule of thumbs <laughs> he plays the captain he's kind of like a you know and it's brash. a real shame actually because like Nathan Fillion's a really fun actor he plays the same character in everything you see him in effectively he plays Nathan Fillion he, yeah he's yeah, really like he's a really really fun like really fun actor, and he plays really fun roles. In yeah. Richard Castle again, it's it, it really fun. I've not seen his um the, the new show he's in, which I've got the name of. Uh, is it the rookie. rookie or something? The Rookie. Um, Terrible but joke. I assume, it's super depressing. I can imagine, but I assume he plays the same sort nope, of character. He's not funny in that at all. No, oh, well that's a shame. It's what you use Nathan Fillion for. Um, would think. So yeah, he's 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 great for this role. He's the ideal cast for yeah. What he's they the want captain. He's Reynolds. he's swashbuckling and like he plays by his own rules and he has his own code of ethics. He's kind of like mm-hmm. that very archetypical sort of like you know hero. You know, he's kind of like he's cracking mm-hmm. jokes and all of this, that, and the other. Um, but ultimately, he's got a heart of gold and you know he's capable and get a job done and he's looking after his crew because there is family, he's, which we get quite he, a lot He's of. Han Solo, isn't he, really? He's kind of a Han Solo type character, really. Kind of. I see what you mean, but he's much, like, he's a bit more focused maybe than Han Solo. I'd say he's probably a bit more principled as well in many ways. He doesn't act like it at times, but I think he is probably a bit more principled than Han Solo. Yeah. Um, um, so we have the rest of the crew. We've got Jane, um, uh, who is a man. Um <laughs> Yes, and he's kind of like the muscle. Uh, I, I, you, you dig me up the cast names, Joe, because I can't so remember this guy's name. So he's played by Adam Baldwin, um, and, and he's wonderful. He, no relation, by great. the way. I don't think he's part of the Baldwin family. I don't think he is. No, um, um, he's great he, in this, and I've seen him in one or two other things as well. And he's, he's just in, really fun. He's in Castle. He appears in Castle with him. He does, um, and he's he's actually also in the X Files. Um, That's where I remember him from. He's a baddie, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he's one of the super soldiers. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, he's in a few things, but he's really good in this. He's great as Jane. Um, 
And I think there's a really funny bit in this episode where, like, he sends him away from the table for saying an inappropriate comment, and one of the one of the 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 guests on the ship kind of goes, "What do you have him for? What's his actual role?" And he's like, "Public relations." <laughs> <laughs> That's. And we'll get into the dialogue in a minute, but it's kind of like it's a Whedon show, and not to throw him a bone because he doesn't deserve it, but like. The, you know he's known for quite witty dialogue, really. He is. Um, yeah, he does dialogue well. Give him that as much as yeah. he's a piece of shit, but give him it. You've got Wash the pilot. Yes. Um, who is played by Alan Tudyk? Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. Tudyk. Yeah. Um, he's great as well. Again, like a fun sort of like not one of these. He's not like Jane or the captain. He's not like a big. Mostly, I'm going to beat you mm-hmm. up kind of man, um, which is nice. And, it, and again, you see him in a few things as well. He's in a couple of like you, you know, you see him from here to, here, here to there in kind of random series and things. Yeah, um, he's a hate that guy. Face. Yeah, who are all over in this one. Um, you've then got Jewel um, Kaylee Fry, who's the ship's engineer, played by Jewel State. I don't um, haven't seen her in a single other thing. She's in an episode of Castle again. Just <laughs> in an episode of Castle. Like the entire, basically the entire cast of this appearing castle, apart from uh, Marena Backer and she doesn't, and I don't think some some McLeod might. I can't remember, but yeah, like Adam Baldwin's in Castle and Jewel State definitely appears for an episode of Castle. Well, there you go. Um, and I Coming to you live to with Castle facts. Yeah, I think um, she. I think she turns out to be the killer as well. So there we go. Um, quite possibly. But yeah, I mean, she's really fun in this. Um, uh, Marena Baccarin, who. Um, plays Inara Sarah, um, basically the space whore, as he calls her later on, which is just charming. She's a um, courtesan, Joe. Um, yes. And it's kind of like in the world hey, building. She's a. Hey, I'm just using Malcolm Reynolds' words, man. She's a. Like, what's the kind of like. They call her. It, courtesan um, slash ambassadors, and they're like yeah. highly trained and educated and mm-hmm. well respected. Yes. Unless you're Malcolm Reynolds, who calls her a whore. Unless you're a fucking pig. And you're going um, to use someone's sexuality to bludgeon them with, yeah. But then she is quite well known because she's also in Gotham, and she's married to Ben Ben McKenzie, who plays um, what you call it in that as well. Um, he is Gordon. Gordon, the main guy. yes, in yeah, the main guy in. Um, uh, she's also in Deadpool. Gotham. She's like the uh, love interest in Deadpool. She as is, well. yes, she's the love interest in Deadpool. That's what I know so of she's, more, I think she's she's quite well known. Um, actress um, and then who else have we got Gina Torres um, who plays Zoe the, the Gina Torres she's quite a big the, name actually she is again she appears in Castle she's in an episode of Castle um, uh, she's also a season regular on uh, Suits for most of its suits. most of its early yes. run which we w- previous episode Suits yes previous uh, 90 then, minute episode Suits actually it's got something in common with this I guess the last kind of main cast to kind of cover would be um, Summer Glau, who is River. She plays quite a big role um, in this as well. So, uh, but she's in the Doctor can TV get shows. to fuck and the Shepherd. Yeah, yeah but they don't matter. I mean, we can cover those if you want to, Dave. Well, just throw the names out there, Joe. Let's. Uh, let's well, Sean Mayer plays Simon Tam, who is the Doctor. Um, I don't know him from anything else per- personally. He's just um, an average then, white well, guy. Yeah, Ron Glass, um, who is um, Shepherd Book. Um, you see him in various different um, TV shows. He's all over the place, that guy. Um, so they're kind of the main kind of cast um, covered, really. And again, it's and quite it's, a strong cast. 
Yeah, I would say. good cast. Um, they could put in good performances. Mm-hmm. I mean, the one thing you could accuse this TV show of is maybe like everyone's a bit stereotypical. Like Gina Torres is the you know tough woman who can get it done. Yes. She's kind of like a you know washes you kind of like soft mm-hmm. emotional pilot type. Um, Kaylee's a bubbly innocent girl who's also the engineer. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone kind of fits you've into You've got Jane, like who's a, the strong man, the hard man. Yeah. Know. Totally corrupt. The, the, captain, and like, the captain who, who like displays a hard outer shell, but actually when you get like kind of past that, he's actually really kind of caring and, you know, genuinely cares for the well-being of his crew. And, you know, you're kind of standard, stereotypical ship captain. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, and it's... It's a fun, it's a fun setting. I really, really like the space western aesthetic. You've seen it done a couple mm-hmm. of times since. Um, I, th- I feel like this may be like the, one of the first things because, honestly, this is a western. Like, even the music, like the music in this is like just so western. It's like playing Red Dead Redemption. Just music's <laughs> just amazing. Music. Yeah, yeah, it's great. The music is probably like the best thing about it. I think you mentioned that when we were watching it. It's like the music is the best thing about this show. Um, it's hands down and, you know, the best thing about it. Yeah, they, they go for it full hog. You know, there's like shots of like uh, Malcolm. He like moves his coat and he's got like the revolver there. You know, he does the shots where he's like got his hand over the gun and things. Like, it's, it's exactly what they're going for. They don't hide the fact they're going for a space western. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's a really fun concept. Yeah. Um, so should we maybe talk about the uh, the MacGuffins of this episode and we can talk about things that we like and dislike as we go through because as you mentioned Joe this episode is fucking 300 hours long um, <laughs> it is it is and, and, to be uh, honest, and not every off... episode is I think it, generally it's about 45 minutes for an episode 40, 45 minutes is... show yeah I was surprised when it was an hour and a bit I was like oh what I have to watch an hour and a half it's Damn. nearly an hour and a half Joe it's 84 minutes yeah it's an hour and 27 minutes yeah, yeah it's a good chunk 27 which I mean, it's fine, but as I say, like as a whole, this episode could easily have been cut down to forty-five minutes because it's only really forty-five minutes of actual like. There's a lot of guff in the middle, I would say, that they could easily have cut and made a very, very good pilot for forty-five minutes. As it yeah. is, I still think it's a decent pilot, but I think they kind of. I think it's excellent yeah. as a rule. Honestly, like uh, we've got some problems, and there are some things that have aged, which we'll get into. <laughs> I think it's excellent. Like generally, I think the music's fantastic. Uh, I th- think the aesthetic's really good. I think the CGI they've got holds up really, really well. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a really good way of looking at like what's the word? It's not a pl- that. Uh, it's not quite a plausible future, but it's like it's not far off. Like mm-hmm. there's no one with superpowers apart from later on when there is people with superpowers. Like yeah, no one in this has superpowers. It's fairly grounded. Like the 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 crux of this plot is that these guys who've got a ship, like they take on passengers to make some money while they're going to do this deal with this woman. Like mm-hmm. you know, ultimately the plot wouldn't change much if they had a riverboat rather than a spaceship. You know, <laughs> like there wouldn't honestly there wouldn't be much different. Cruising the Mississippi, yes. Exactly, exactly. Uh, maybe the accents would be different. There'd certainly be a racial factor that would be different. But, like, yeah. other than that, you know, substantially the plot would be the same. Um, yeah, it would work, yes. Like you yeah. said, for an episode of TV, I could see why the network were like, 84 minutes is way too long, Joss. Like, fuck yeah. off. Um, I mean, it's no Twin Peaks, but. But saying yeah. that, suits. the suits pilot was 90 minutes long. So, like, there's. It was, and I fucking here. hated that as well. So, there we go. <laughs> 
Um, so in this episode, we get some. Uh, we get the. Let's talk about the, uh, the 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 work. Probably, in my opinion, the weakest bit of the, of the episode, which is I was going to say movie, and it basically is a movie. It is uh, the weakest bit of the episode, which is the the kind of like prologue bit with the war. Yeah, where they're like fighting. There's about four of them, and they're just like explosions and people dropping dead and. It doesn't really explain what's happening at all. No, but it's kind of there to maybe establish Mal and uh, uh, Jin Torres' yeah. character. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Washburn, Zoe Washburn. Uh, so Zoe's like Zoe. She gets called Zoe doesn't there she? as well, and I guess it's to establish that, that like they lost this war, but it's quite a long segment. This is where I think you could cut some bits out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you totally could. It's it's um it doesn't really explain what's kind of happening or anything. They're just there like shooting random people. You've got a couple of guys there that like panic and refuse to join in the fight and yeah, they don't really explain. But they're like, oh, you know, the alliance is taking this valley that they need to hold on to, and then they're looking for um backup, aren't they? They're hoping for an airstrike, and then the airstrike are like, no, we're pulling out, effectively. Um, yeah, and get left. And it's and the then... day the day they lost the war, and it's like so it kind of has some relevance to the film at large. Mm-hmm. Uh, the film keep saying film the series at large but like in this episode it's kind of like eh, on to the next bit we could just have them flying around you can give me this in episode two you could you could have it with um you know just just have dialogue that explains that quite easily like in the opening scene you know and adds like another 30 seconds minute on where like somebody's like asking mal how he got there and it's just like explains how they lost the war to the I don't yeah, think you need it at all, to be honest, Joe. Like, I mean, you I don't, that... but I guess, I guess it kind of sets them up for later in the series as to why he's doing what he does and why he's kind of, you know... So they want this backstory. Yeah. And then you've got... Uh, we, we jump straight into, like, a, a space heist. Not a space heist. A legal space um, salvage. Um, so they're... Yes, yeah. They find a... They find an Alliance cruiser or something that's powered down or crashed. Yeah, or they kind of use, like, these... And i I tell you what I like about this. I like how quiet space is. Like it's something that you don't see in a lot of, especially mm-hmm. TV. Space is noisy as shit, and it's like, actually, no, the vacuum in space is pretty quiet. <laughs> um, so I kind of like that, and I think the yes. effects here hold up. Yeah. The like the zero G effect where they're all in harnesses, obviously, uh, and they're kind of like cutting through the hull. Mm-hmm. They get the stuff that they need to get, and they fly away, like uh, you know, with a trick. Well, the, 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 there's an Alliance cruiser turns up, doesn't it? An Alliance spaceship turns up. Um, and they're like having to try and hide because obviously if they find them then Mal's going to get killed and you know they're going to be hunted down and they shouldn't be taking this stuff because it belongs to the Alliance so they have to like come up with some trick to get away they like fire off a it's like basically yeah. a barrel isn't it or something into space with like a beacon on it that like um, that, that makes the Alliance cruiser disappear and go after this yeah they've, they've, this they've set up this beacon that sends out a distress signal goods. basically um, and Mm-hmm. Again, it's clever. Like it's, you know, I do want to address something, Joe. Uh, Mal isn't an outlaw at the beginning of this. He's not like he's do, the, he's at the edge of space because he doesn't like the alliance. Mm-hmm. But I don't, don't think everyone who fought against the alliance is an outlaw. I think they were just like, you know, oh, you're part of the alliance now, so you're all out of the army, basically. Yeah, um, it becomes it. an outlaw later yeah. on. But I just wanted to address it just because you know, in case it comes up again. Um, so from there we go on to the port and we meet uh, Sleaze uh, Bagnio, uh, this guy in a bowler hat who's like the sleazy badger. Uh, who he comes back once or twice, uh, maybe in the film as well. Um, and he's a fun, 
Yeah, he's played by Mark Mark Shepard. He's in like a few things. He's in an episode Everyone's of X Files and stuff. Um, yeah, and he's like a fun, sleazy yeah. sort of English like somehow space cockney. Uh, he's a space cockney uh, gangster uh, who won't buy the stuff <laughs> from uh, Mal. The stuff they've sort of hijacked because it, yeah. it's stamped with because it's hot, yes. too hot basically, and like so. And then we kind of get into the gritty sort of like space economics of it. Are like, oh, we haven't got any money. We're gonna have to sell this to somebody to get money. Uh, it's like they can't fuel the yeah, ship. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's fine because it's um, not really like a major thing. It's just kind of what gets us to the next thing. Uh, so they take on passengers, uh, which is where we meet the rest of our cast. Yes. Uh, we've got the shepherd, which you meet the you get the yeah, the doctor the doctor, um, and then they take on somebody else as well who is actually I don't think we covered him in the casting but he's he's like one of those real like he's oh, been that guy. in he was um, in Buffy he was in Angel he's Everything. in this I'm fairly certain he's in Psych yeah he's in Psych he's in Psych he's in an episode he's or two probably of Frasier, a patient in house well. he's in everything um, I think he's in, I think he's in Scrubs um, so yeah he's uh, he's called Carlos Jacket. And he plays Lawrence Dobson. Yeah, but he's in everything. Like if you if you saw him, you'd know his face immediately. Yeah. Like, so oh, no, we guy. kind of board he's the ship. Everything. We establish the rules, and we kind of get a lot of like uh, dinner scenes, don't we? Where they're sat around eating, and again, yes. like this is typical Whedon stuff. Yeah. Is like just dialogue. It's all really dialogue heavy, and it's great. I think it works really, really well. But I can kind of understand where may, maybe you could cut mm-hmm. some of this out. Yeah, because it it does kind of drag on. There's not an awful lot happens really once they get on the ship. It's like, yeah, they they kind of sat around having food, and it turns out that like you know the shepherd's obviously quite religious, and he wants to say a prayer, and Mal's like, oh, you know, well, if you want to do it, do it quietly, effectively, and just kind of setting boundaries and who the characters are and what their role on the ship is, um, and then they realise that somebody on the ship has sent out a beacon to the alliance. Um, and telling them where the ship is effectively and, and obviously Mal goes straight to oh it's because we've got stolen um, yeah they think well they know that basically they um, figure out that there's a there's an alliance agent on their ship because he tries to send a message out um, mm-hmm. and we all think it's the doctor mm-hmm. obviously like this being the, the again I think we have the benefit of having watched this first episode as a first episode where like anyone who saw this when it came out didn't so they already knew that Simon was a good guy yeah but like, for me, I've always mm-hmm. no, thought of this as the first episode. Um, so it's kind of interesting to read that trivia. Um, so we find out there's a mole basically on the ship, and we're like, right, well, it's either it's one of these two mm-hmm. white dudes. Yeah, and Mal Mal blames the doctor as well. To be fair, so he like gets him and starts punching him, and he's like, you bastard, you you know, we sold us it up the river, and and then it turns out it's obviously not him. It's this Lawrence Dobson guy, um, who then you know starts threatening them. Um, tells them they've got to wait there for like you think something like twenty minutes before the Alliance ship comes and meets them, um, and then the um, so there's like this massive standoff, and then the rest of the crew kind of come in, and he accidentally shoots um, Kaylee. Um, so then obviously you know Jane gets hold of him and gets him tied up, and the Doctor has to try and save Kaylee. Um, and it, it, it turns out that the Imperial, the, the, the Imperial Alliance agent was yeah. actually there for the Doctor. And not it turns into a weird bottle episode good. for a long while, shoot. doesn't it? Um, because basically we're on the <laughs> ship, we're yes. on the ship, we're on the ship, apart from the deal that Mal does at the end of this episode. Because you are right, it's really, really long, but there's like 30 minutes of 
we're just on the ship, um, which is a fun set. It's a good set, I think. Yeah. Um, the the ship. It is. Uh, it's kind of like that dirty future sort of like you know everything's a bit battered and. Yeah, it's supposed to be a run down because it's all you know. It's, the idea is it's all yeah. they can afford, sort of thing. Um, so we have the agent mm. in hand. We've got to go to this planet and sell this stuff. We still don't know what this stuff is. We just know it's these like gold bars that are stamped. Yeah, they've, they've they've got to go to like the very edge of the galaxy to like this really like effectively. Like, if it was Star Wars, it'd be the outer rim. It turns out it's like woman. it's places that are really far away and they're really yeah. insignificant. So there's no real government. Yeah, and and it turns out that the woman who's who rules there, like Mal, has history with, and she shot him the last time they were there, and. Yeah, so the crew are there trying to convince them otherwise, and then it's. I think it's at this point that they go past. Like you kind of get the first glimpse of Reavers. I think it's at this point. So like they kind of play a bigger role later episodes, um, but there's like this. This um, I think there's supposed to be people who have been turned crazy, sort of thing. I think it, it's in Serenity. It kind of goes into more detail about the government the did it. Serenity. Uh, yeah, they're like the they're people who are totally yeah. gone. Like. Um, Really, really aggressive. So all they do is kind of like fly these really ramshackle, dangerous ships around, like attacking and eating people. And it's actually, it's actually quite like brutal as well. Because I think like when they're talking about them, the doctor's like, "Oh, you know, I've heard stories about them," and I think it's Zoe who's there, like saying, "Oh, well, you know, if they find us, they'll rape us to death." And you're like, "Okay, (laughs) that's uh, yeah, it's quite bleak. It's quite like, (laughs) oh, that's." That's something, all right. That's uh, that's, that's something we've established here. Fucking hell. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but basically, that's kind of like a. It makes him a big bogeyman because we're always scared of these guys, and because the Firefly, mm-hmm. the the the, because Firefly, the ship is kind of like quite a small, like little freighter ship, basically. Well, I think the ship is, is called oh, Serenity. Yeah, isn't it? whatever it's called. Isn't the ship called. Uh, but like, because it's a Firefly class. Sorry, you are right, Joe. Um, it's not particularly heavily armoured or like armed. It doesn't have a lot going on. So, mm-hmm. like you've got all these other big alliance and reaver ships that kind of like constantly chase them around. At least like quite a nice. We're always running away and hiding and you know getting up to nonsense sort of thing. Yeah, the the reavers are basically the bogeymen. So that you kind of meet them and they like sneak past them and there's no sign of them following them and they're on the way to this planet and then. Yeah, there's this question about whether Jane's gonna like sell the captain out to go with the Alliance guy because the Alliance guy offers him money, and it's quite a long section with not a great deal happening. Obviously, the Doctor manages to save, so they open the box that the Doctor had bought on board and find out that his sister's in it, played by Summer Glau, and she's like this. She's got like special talents and things like that, and that's why the Alliance want her back because they were doing experiments on her, and there's all of this going on. But in 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 exchange for take. Keep keeping them on the ship and like taking them to safety. The doctor agrees to save Kaylee's life, and yeah, there's an awful lot kind of going on at this point without yeah. really much happening. And the kind of like the, the the wheel by which it turns is that like Mal decides to help um, mm-hmm. uh, the Summer Glau and uh, Simon and River. Uh, he decides to help them, and that's kind of like mm-hmm. the, the finale to the episode. And we could talk more about things we like and dislike in a minute. Um, but that's kind of it. They do the deal. They get their money. They fuck off. They decide. They, they do the deal, but of course, the um, oh, of course, they yeah, are you've got to have like a you know, next to take shootout going on. 
Yeah, they have to have the, the space shootout. You've got to have the you cowboy, cowboy shootout, shootout with actual literal cowboys. I think is it which I have no is idea. It episode how two or three, they are literally shot. like no idea throwing cows around um, in the ship. But um, probably they agreed to basically keep Simon River on, and and even though they know that the alliance is looking for them and it's really dangerous for everyone, and they're kind of like all like mm-hmm. you know the crew's full of good people and they're all fairly well-meaning. Really, um, it's a big part of it, and the shepherd mm-hmm. stays as well. I think. Yeah, and they're all. Yes, Shepard stays. Yeah, they're all. So that's the main cast. Obviously, Lawrence Dobson or whatever. He in fact is um, shot and then the thrown out the back of the ship. He disappears. Yes, yes, he gets shot in the head because um, he's trying to hold Summer Glau, which her name's River in this. Not Summer. Summer Glau is the actress. Um, he's trying to hold her hostage. Um, and yeah, uh, Mal doesn't take any of that shit. Walks back on, shoots him in the head, throws him off the ship. Um, and then the Reavers come back and they're chasing them. They do some really cool flying skills and then like yeah, disappear. Good action. And again, like I think the CGI holds the up all right episode. here. Um, I think I think mm-hmm. it's yeah. the train robbery episode. There's some really bad CGI. Some really, really, really poor CGI. Uh, someone throws someone off like a satellite or something, or like a mine shaft. You know, like a telegraph pole or something. Anyway. And you sort of CGI them, see it falling down. It's like this is really bad. But this episode is not too bad. Um, what didn't you like about no. this, Joe? No. What didn't hold up? I mean, yeah, we've discussed the length. I think this is too long for first episode. But maybe I'm just not a fan of long pilot episodes. Maybe that's just my issue. Um, I, I think there's an awful lot in the middle you could get rid of. I also think the whole. Um, the whole thing with Marena Baccarin's character—I don't know that that holds up overly well. We've kind of—it's—it's it's really kind of awkward when he like introduces her, and I know it's not—it's just kind of Mal being Mal, but like you know, he's off, you know, she's a whore, sort of a thing. I think that's a little bit awkward, especially knowing what we do now about Joss Whedon. Um, it's um, so I think that's a little bit awkward. I think you're right—the bit at the beginning—it's quite. It's like something out of like Saving Private Ryan, but in five, you know, set in the future, effectively, and it doesn't really fit with the rest of the the series, to be honest. Like, you you know, while there are kind of gunfights and they are fighting for the lives and all that sort of a stuff, it's never that serious. Um, so I think the beginning does kind of doesn't really fit with the rest of the narrative. Um, but yeah, I mean, they would be my main complaints. Um, I think. I don't know if you've. Got uh, I kind of agree largely. I think this is long, and maybe if I'd seen it on TV, I'd be like, "What the fuck is this? It's really long." I don't. I didn't mind it so much <laughs> today, uh, mainly because I think the I think the cinematography is excellent, and I think the music's really really good. Mm-hmm. So kind of like, it's one of those shows where I'm just kind of happy to sit and watch and listen to it, regardless of what's going on on screen. Um, I do think it's a bit too long though. Uh, I don't like the first opening segment. Mm-hmm. I think that like. You could maybe have explained that they were in the war or a bit about the war a bit more easily than this. I think again, it goes on a bit too long, and it's. I think there's an episode, and there's only fourteen. There's an episode where they meet one of their old war buddies. You could have had that in there, and that would have been the war episode, maybe. But um, again, I think it's just it's just trying a bit too hard. The way Mal treats, um, what's this the character's name, Joe? Verena Baccarin's character Inara. Um, Inara the way that Mal treats Inara is kind of like I think something that's kind of it's the one thing that stood out like that's not okay and it's not necessarily that this character that her character is 
slut shaming this woman. It's that this character, who is our hero, he's the person we're supposed to be rooting for, who's quite light and funny and generally like you know a bit of a scamp, like is basically using this woman's mm-hmm. sexuality and the fact that that is her, you know, job to beat around the head and to shame her, and it's kind of like incongruous mm-hmm. with the character, especially as we learn in later episodes and maybe even in this one, he's got a massive thing for this woman. Like, and it's just... It kind of hints hints at it. Like, doesn't he? Like, at the end, I think, when he's talking to her, like, yeah, when they're being chased by the Reavers, he's there, like, telling her to escape in, yeah. the, in the shuttle. Like, just you, you flee, you get yourself to safety. Um, you know, so you can kind of see the relationship but the, there the, between the The way that he treats her when she meets um, the Shepherd and things, it just comes across a bit nasty. Like... Um, which I didn't love. Mm-hmm. Um, no, are we going to discuss the the, the weird sponge bath scene? As I don't well? know, Joe. Like, I don't. I I, I I don't know if it's late enough in the night for us to discuss this fucking softcore pornography that's in the, in this episode for no reason. It's the the most evocative and most evocative and most pointless sponge bathing I've seen in my life. Because like, that's not how you clean yourself in any way. I don't know, Joe. When you like, you come in from a long day uh, having sex with men for money, and uh, which is fine, by the way. You know, you do you, uh, and you come in and you're tired, and this this dickhead who you who you live with basically is is calling you a whore, and you think he's a cunt, and so you go into your private quarters, you get a little bowl of water and this little sponge, and you sensually sponge your breasts off, like slowly, slowly, <laughs> sponge and under soft lighting. Um, that's totally reasonable. What, who wouldn't do that? Um. Um, everybody, Dave. Everybody. It's, you are right, Joey. It absolutely stands out like an absolute thumb. And do you know what it is? Do you know what this probably is? Is like it's either Joss or the network being like. And it, we we have it in everything, by the way. Star Trek is not above this. Oh God, no! Especially not Enterprise. any TV show. Like. like you cast a really sexy woman and this lady is like one of the sexiest. You cast a really sexy lady, like it's kind of TV insists the you have a decontamination like chamber like, in Enterprise. Dear Lord. The decontamination chamber in Enterprise is a great example. It's just, of it's just Trip and fucking... DePaul sat there in like the the barest of clothes. Right next to each other, usually yeah, giving each other massages. Is, if if Bacula's there, he has to wear a shirt because he's not in good enough shape. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and it's just a bit like uh, it's just a bit much. It is. Uh, I had forgotten about that. So that was that was a good pull, Joe. <laughs> Other than that, though, I think I like most of the rest of the stuff in this. Yeah. Uh, I like the relationships between the characters. I like the familiarity between the crew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I enjoy this as well. I think it's a really it, it's a really, like I, I know I've come up with things I didn't like, but overall, I think it is a good episode of TV. It's a very strong introduction. To the show generally, I think trying it's just to shame that it wasn't the introduction. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I think watching show. this out of sync would be confusing as balls. Um, <laughs> if I tried to go back and do it that way, it'd be interesting. But I don't. I honestly don't think I'd know what was happening or why this was in that position. Or yeah, I mean, for a pilot, this is great. For an end of season last two episodes, no, I don't think this would work at all. Um, but generally, it's a very strong show, and you you know it's. It, while I kind of agree with the, the brown shirts in that it's a shame the show didn't get more than one season, I think sometimes it's almost a good thing 
because the number of TV shows that we've had that have like gone well past their sell-by date and just kept going and going and going. And to quote one of our fellow podcasters, Ross, they had the cake and they fucked it too. Um, there's yeah. so many shows do that. And, and this only having one, it almost leaves you wanting more, which I think is a good thing. Yeah, and I'd have maybe preferred, like, I could have, I, I would have liked more of this, but like you said, Joe, it's kind of like what it means that we didn't get any more means that all of this is excellent. Like, this is a really top quality TV show because they didn't have a chance to, like, oh, one of the cast members is pregnant. We're going to have to hide that for an entire yeah, season. Yeah, they didn't, or, they didn't make the... Like, mid- not to say there's anything wrong with being pregnant. No. And, oh, one of the cast members wants to leave. We're going to have to, like, fucking write something in there or we want to have this there's person no, There's on, no mid-season Star Trek... have a Christmas Trek, episode. There's no mid-season Star Trek episodes, yeah. you know. There's not, no episodes about Data's cat or Mal's cat, as it would be in this. You know, there's no kind yeah. of, like, guff. It's all exceptionally strong episodes of TV that are really well worth watching. Um, but they're also like I think they have the place as well and there are some things that are a little bit dated in it now but that doesn't mean we shouldn't still enjoy the show Um, no absolutely we just have to sort of look at it through that lens of like 2003 was a long time ago ago. yes Um, fucking this show can drink by the way in this country (laughs) legally Uh, it's been that long Um, yeah great yeah, that'll make you feel old. This was 18 years ago. Yeah. Um, so, like, it's interesting to watch shows like this. And uh, and we decided, and again, because we've been sort of branching out into doing different episodes, we decided to do the pilot of this, I think, because, like... Because it's only one uh, season. Otherwise, it would have been, like, every other episode's great. Yeah, well, <laughs> so how would you pick it's one? Because there's only one season as well. It's like, I, I don't think there's as much merit doing the best episode. As much, you know what I mean. Like if there's, if it's a show that has even like thirty, forty episodes, then yes, you know you can choose the best episode and go, yeah, this is great. But I think because because there's only like fourteen episodes, there's one season. I think there's merit in doing the pilot. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, totally, and it kind of like you know it brought quite a few people to 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 the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I think Gina Torres Torres had done quite a lot before. Um, Alan Tudyk is great, and this is kind of like his first. I would say it's big it's thing. Probably Fillion's breakout role as well, to be honest. Yeah, and he went on obviously to star in Castle, uh, and then he starred in a TV show called Rookie, which is dreadful. Uh, still going though, unless you're really, really in into it, the it? the hard dick of the LA police. Yeah, um, I think it is still on. Yeah, um, and sort of everyone else again, like Summer Glau was in a Terminator TV show, which I haven't seen. Um, she's also in. Um, she's also in episodes of The Big Bang Theory, I think. Like as definitely in one. As, yeah, as that I recall. Um, yeah, uh, the rookie yeah. has now had four seasons. So it's just a bit copagandery, to be honest, Joe. It's about oh, the fourth, he's fourth a season. Fourth season is due to uh, maybe I don't know whether the first. Oh, no, the first yeah, the first few episodes have aired. The, it hasn't finished airing yet, so the, the, they're currently airing the fourth season. So the last episode. Cool. Well, we're still getting work, and that's you know something. I mean, he always will. Um, he always will be a bit of a dick, apparently. <sighs> Fucking Hollywood man. It's just full of white men who are cunts. Yeah. Uh, 
but this was fun to go back to and I kind of like I might watch the other 13 episodes of this because there's only 13 episodes you carried on watching The Finder after we did the first episode so you know not for long I haven't finished that actually I think I only watched about 8 episodes of that for no (laughs) reason other than I started watching something else it's not as bad as we we thought to be honest and there's only about 10 episodes of it isn't there as well there's not many of them so you know once I'd like to do I'd like to do Joe um and we can, Sam can edit this out, or we can leave it in, whatever. Uh, I'd like to do in in January. I'd like to do like a, a year in review for the pilots, and maybe just talk about series that we've then continued watching. <laughs> Sam can do as he's told. He's not here. Absolutely. Um, but speaking of Sam, uh, I have another appointment to get to. So um, that was Firefly. It holds up pretty well. Mm-hmm. I can't speak for the whole series, um, but this isn't too problematic apart from the Joss Whedon stuff um, as we discussed before go back and listen to and the Fillion stuff Um, go back at least by the way just as a sidebar at least neither of these guys has been like you know accused of sexual misconduct which is no it's it's basically bullying effectively is what they've been which is still not okay which is absolutely not okay it kind of tells Um, you everything you need to know that we're saying oh you know what like they only bullied people to like the point of tears that's all they did really in the grand scheme of things is that actually that bad the answer is (laughs) yes